I was I was in bad shape last week. I was pretty bad too. Yeah, and it didn't yeah. get any better until like between yesterday and today. Yeah. Although I'm totally at the hacking up a lung, can't sleep straight through the night stage of this nonsense. I was that way when we were going to record the show. <coughs> yeah, cue yep. simultaneous coughs here. <laughs> but, you know, and and even today I'm still froggy as shit. Oh, and still coughing and all that other sort of jazz. So, this is going to be like the cool smooth jazz version of the watch list with Patty and Bill. <laughs> yeah. Hello. You're watching the what? You're watching the watch list? Oh my god, if you're watching this, we really did get sponsors. <laughs> uh, yeah. And we oh have, like, God. a whole staff to make that happen. Oh, if we had a staff, wouldn't that be awesome? It would be. Then we could go, hey, people, what's up? Hi, Patty, hi, Bill. How you doing? What you watch this Yeah, uh, Then we could just, like, pull up to the mic, talk, and then walk away. And it would magically be done. Shall we begin? <laughs> Back to the watch list with Patty and Bill. We are both still sick, but we are here for you. Make sure you click on that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, go to thewatchlistpod.com and then go to uh, the contact us page because we would love to hear from you. Engage with us on your social media at symbol pirate Alice, at symbol Bill Larson, at symbol the watchlist pod. And if you do listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star review. We would greatly appreciate it. So I've got, I got a little bit to talk about this week. I have a few things as well. We started watching Picard Season 2. Ah, I watched an episode, I think. Maybe two. I forget. I wish this was Season 1. This show is fucking great. Oh. We, okay. We're what this is. It's all action now, by the way, people. Yeah, yeah. Where the first four episodes of Picard season one were a whole b- lot of talk and a whole not action. This this season of Picard, which begins with an anomaly in space, as you do, and through that anomaly comes the Borg Queen. Oh, first they're like, we only will talk to Picard. We will only talk to Picard. Yes, and then the Borg comes in. And, and it's not a Borg cube queen. anymore. It's some other crazy-ass shape. It's uh, Yeah, but the Borg Queen comes on the ship that he's on and starts plugging into everything. And then Picard orders the self-destruct. Uh-huh. And guess what, people? The self-destruct happens. But at the last minute, he is saved by Q, who says, "Oh, Capitan!" Who says from the very first episode and the last episode, the trial still goes on. Mm-hmm. And Picard is like, "I'm too old for your bullshit, Q. What are you trying to do?" And, and Q says, "You know, time is all fucked up, and you have to figure out what it is." And I like that they age. They like Q age as well. Well, yes, and there is a. And what I love about this Picard is that there are tons of jokes that are meta because they they actually have to come back in time to twenty twenty four. 
And there's a very funny Star Trek four joke in the, in one of the episodes of this show. And um, I love Picard season two. If you hung on through season one and you were like, okay, I hope they do better season two, boy, are you going to get rewarded with a whole bunch of action. That is on Paramount+. Plus. Also news about that, Picard season three will be the last season of Picard. Ah, okay. All right. So I'm combining that with my review of the original Star Trek The Motion Picture. Oh. Which coincidentally stars a pedophile oh god remember the show seventh heaven oh yes i did stephen I, collins I the father and stephen collins was tales of the gold monkey too tales of the gold my god yes tales that of the gold that monkey I, I loved so much and then tried to watch again and was like how did i like this so much well we all liked it back in 1982 <laughs> we didn't I fucking know, know better and we, you know, after Raiders of the Lost Ark comes out, we're like, oh my God, it's Raiders of the Lost Ark every week. And a TV week. show. Oh my yes. God. And he's got a cute dog with him. Well, <laughs> Star, Star Trek the motion picture on Paramount Plus has gotten a 4K remastered release called the Ultimate Edition. Ooh. Or the Ultimate Director's Cut. It's the Ultimate Director's Cut. Yeah. It's ultimate. It's and and I didn't even realize they did a director's cut of this in the early to mid 2000s. I didn't know either. With quote end quote updated special effects and all that stuff. Hmm. Well, I watched it. And wow. Boy, this movie looks crisp. Oh. They redid a lot of special effects in this movie. They didn't I don't I don't think they overdid the the redone special effects like they did for Star Wars but they certainly made some things way cooler. And you know, unfortunately when you beef up something from standard film to 4K it's going to look a little grainy. Okay. Like we have like we have our friend who said that that old stuff looks looks blurry. blurry. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, come on, Colleen. Shout out to Colleen, by the way. Hey, Colleen. But, you know, to her point, yes, this kind of does look grainy. <laughs> but the special effects in this have been beefed up. So Star Trek, the motion picture. <sighs> it's hard to talk about this movie, too, because it stars fucking Stephen Collins. If you like Star Trek, and if you are a fan of the first movie, and if you have a 4K TV and the ability to watch something in 4K, it's worth a watch. Mm. I hope they do the exact same thing to Star Trek's 2, 3, and 4. But anyhow, that is my combined first review in the Star Trek universe. All right. Well, I meant to review this last week, but sickness. I had gone to the movie theater, what? and I had, with Dwight, and we watched... The Lost City, starring Sandra Bullock, Channing Tatum, and Daniel Radcliffe. And yes, Brad Pitt also has a little piece in it. And it's essentially Romancing the Stone, but in 2022, where the male lead is useless. (laughs) 
And if you really want to see a romance author running through the jungle, uh, watch Romancing the Stone because Kathleen Turner's romance author actually likes being a romance writer. Oh. And uh, <sighs> there's just, there's so much logical stuff in this that isn't happening that throughout watching the entire movie just made me more and more annoyed with this movie. Really? So, like, Sandra Bullock, she's they're doing a P- PR tour because she's finally finished this book. And she's they're at this one junket thing. And her her manager puts her in a hot pink sequined bodysuit where she's bitching about putting it on because why am I wearing this, of all things? And it's crawling up her ass. So she's yanking it out of her ass because the thing's crawling up her ass. Well, that's what she's wearing when they kidnap her and take her to some jungle island. And that's where Harry Potter's at, and he wants her to, um, <laughs> like, translate some piece of ancient shit from this island and he's like if there's anything you need just let me know and he starts walking away now she was putting this on and was pissed off about it because it was so uncomfortable personally i'd be like yo first thing i need is comfortable clothing and good shoes because i see i'm on this jungle island and if i'm going to try and escape from this place I don't want to be running around in a hot pink sequin bodysuit. Also, this bodysuit's on loan, so I don't want to ruin it. And I want real shoes, not these high-heeled shoes. But through the whole thing, she never asks for comfortable clothing. She never asks for sensible shoes for running around in the jungle. Channing Tatum who is really just the cover model. He's the Fabio to her writer. And he's completely useless and has no survival skills at all because he's, yeah, because he's Channing Tatum and it's supposed to be funny. And he is going to this island to save her, but he doesn't think to bring her proper clothing because he's just that useless. But he does get... Brad Pitt, who is some manly man, black ops, savior guy to come and help him save her. But things happen. And uh, just, uh, just like in Romancing the Stone, when they get out of the jungle into civilization, they get new clothes. But again, it is not sensible shoes. It is a skirt and a frilly blouse. Just like in Romancing the Stone, Kathleen Turner... Got a skirt and a blouse. Not sensible jungle clothing, even though people are still after them. Here, she gets, like, wedge heels and a skirt. It's like, hey, you were kidnapped. You're still running away from the kidnappers. Why aren't you getting, like, mountain trekking boots and long pants? I mean, come on. Also, they've been running through the jungle. I'm sure Channing Tatum has lost his wallet by now. She clearly doesn't have a purse or anything on her but this now torn apart sequin bodysuit how did they get money to buy anything uh, 
And, okay, so and, in ro- and, one and more romancing thing. the stone, one, though. Well, that's different. That's different when they got to, to to the city, but um, in this one, she also she takes a shower, and she, she, for some reason, Sandra Bullock bought makeup to put on her face for after the shower for being in the jungle running away from kidnappers. Mm, all right, I can't explain that. That yeah. Now, romancing the stone, well, they, they got to that civilization, that town, and they got the new clothes for her. That He didn't buy her new shoes, though. She still wore in the high heels with the heel cut off. Well, yeah. They were still going to go to where the stone was after that town. So you'd think he would have given her different clothes, not just a frilly skirt. Like clothes for crawling through the jungle to find that stone. So before I'm ga- before I actually take a guess and gather that you have a huge problem with the fact that this movie made no sense in romancing the stone part of the jokes are that people on this other part of the world who you would never expect know Joan Wilder know Joan Wilder Yeah they Wilder. knew Joan Wilder yes that so was a big a- thing so that's a cachet that she had. Yes. To possibly get into places, get well, clothes, that, and so forth. Well, that I she had her bag with her the whole time, and I know, and she probably I I would assume she had money in her bag. Plus, I think uh, what's his oh, head that's right. may have that's had right. money too. I was more Michael talking about in chucked yeah. her bag off the yeah, cliff. But, yeah. yeah, he threw her suitcases, but she had the bag that had the map in it yeah, wrapped yeah, around yeah. her through the whole through the whole movie. Yeah. In the Lost City, they didn't have any way to buy anything. That's the one that I'm like, how did they get buy anything? They don't have any money on them. But it, like in Romancing the Stone, they bought her a skirt and a blouse instead of like sensible jungle running through clothing. That's where my issue was. Is the so, choice. okay. So, removing the clothing issue. Uh-huh. I'm guessing you didn't like this movie. Well, the more, uh, no, I didn't, because the more and more <laughs> that they went on, where people were just being st- that that small detail of not not asking to be given proper attire for the location, it just got worse as the movie went on. Because I'm noticing she still has flawless makeup. She she's wearing that skirt and blouse, crawling through a cave. This this very small, tight space. She gets out the other side. There's not not a single speck of dirt on her body or her clothing. You would think her her loose-fitting clothes would rip crawling through that little cave tunnel. You would but think. But it didn't. And her makeup is flawless through the whole... Uh, I'm just like... This is a hot, sweaty island. Like, South Pacific island and a jungle. How is she, how has she not sweat off every piece of makeup on her face? Because I sure as shit would have. I wouldn't have perfect mascara. So am I watching this movie if it comes to streaming? No, stay away from this piece of (laughs) shit. If you want to see Romancing the Stone, watch Romancing the Stone. Because at least Kathleen Turner enjoyed her profession and wasn't Uh. ashamed about it. She relished that profession. And I don't think there's a single person in that civilization town that met Sandra Bullock and was like, oh, you wrote that book. 
No, nobody gave a fuck about her. Okay. So, the... the so, um, stay away <laughs> from it. All yeah, right. Lost City is a waste of your time. Watch Romancing the Stone instead. It's on HBO Max for free. Got it. So, staying with that theme, and along my pack of movies about people who have been canceled, we watched Death on the Nile. I watched that, too. So, it's on HBO Max, and it stars Gal Gadot, and is and also stars and is written and directed by Kenneth Branagh. Mm-hmm. And Letitia Wright is in this. She plays Shuri in the Black Panther movie. Um, and it's got Army Hammer in it. Yep. He of the weird sex cannibalism harassment messages. Trust me, people. Look up Army Hammer. I kind of don't want to, no. And you'll realize why you don't see Army Hammer anymore. Well, anyway, uh, Kenneth Branagh plays Agatha Christie's Hercule Poirot, mm-hmm. the world's greatest detective. And uh, he just happens to, while he's sitting in Egypt, he runs into a friend. And that friend drags him on a journey and he he's introduced to Gal Gadot and her new husband, played by Army Hammer. And Army Hammer didn't originally set out to marry Gal Gadot. He was going to marry Gal Gadot's friend. Yeah, that's when he first met them. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm, there was I'm, a previous I'm, to this, but yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. Well, anywho, they all end up on a boat on the Nile, and guess what? A death happens on the oh Nile. Oh, my gosh. It's a Poirot movie. Of course there's a death. <laughs> and actually, <laughs> Laura and I are making fun of this movie as, as we're going oh. through. Because like, they, they, by the time there are three bodies, two of the bodies are wrapped in sheets, and one has a jacket put over them. <laughs> and I said, what? They can't get another sheet? And then Laura turns to me and says, well, they only accounted for two deaths on this yeah, cruise. Yeah. They didn't count for three. <laughs> well, and then you think about it. Um, see, we Dwight wanted to watch this, so we started it up. And it was more than halfway through before there was the death. And he's like, when is somebody going to die? Where's the mystery part of this? I'm like, I, I don't know. Can we stop this and watch something more interesting? But I went back to watch the whole thing, and I was like, Wow, it did take a long-ass time before anybody died. Yes, that much For is certain. For death on the Nile, certain. it took a long-ass time. That much is certain. Jeez. Well, because in part, you see this flashback of of Hercule Poirot being young and during World War One. Yeah, that's and, the whole start of it. You know, and how he became a great detective and blah, blah, blah. Why Any he has Hoosie, the mustache. Why, he, why he's got his big-ass mustache, blah, blah, blah. I actually, though, ended up liking this movie, hmm. and I and I liked it because it's exactly what it is. It's light, fluffy reading. Yeah, it's Agatha you're, Christie. You know what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, you're not going to, it, it's not going to move mountains, or in this case, pyramids, hmm. you know, but was I entertained for two hours? Yeah, I actually was. 
you know, do I think that some things were bullshit in this movie? Absolutely. Because, because quite frankly, they're cardboard characters. You know, certain characters act a certain way because you're supposed to think that they're a certain way. And, you know, and, and you know, you can sniff out the storyline between these two other characters a mile away. Yeah. But you know they didn't do it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But in the end, I ended up liking it. There was, uh, um, when the one, the singer, the lounge singer lady. Yeah. When we see her playing the electric guitar in the 30s, that threw me off because I'm like, well, it's even a cordless electric guitar because she's walking around with it. When were those invented? And I looked it up because apparently I wasn't the only one who felt that way. And yeah, they were invented about mid to late 30s. So it's possible she would have had one. Interesting. Um, And it's not... It's more. It's not really an electric guitar, like a solid body electric guitar. It's they've got a thing in the acoustic guitar to amplify it, the sound. Ah. And that's about when whoever it was invented it. It's the mid to late thirties, so it's possible she could have had one. For anybody who watches this and thinks, "What the hell is that?" It it could have happened. It could be. Well, and this is the second movie that Kenneth Branagh has adapted from Agatha Christie. The first yeah. one was Murder on the Orient Express. And that friend he met on Murder on the Orient Express that then in this one leads him to Gal Gadot and her boat. Right. So there's that connection as well. Yeah, they've connected them. You know what? If you're if you're in the mood for something like that, it's not a barn burner. But and I don't think it's going to appeal at all to younger people. Oh God, not no, at all. No. I was really bored out of my mind, it. to be honest with you. you I what? found this. You... I was bored. It did not entertain me. Eh. I I was like snooze fest with this one. But I I I, I soldiered on because I wanted to see. Okay, what is the death bit? Who's dying and who kills people? And yawn. Yawn, yawn, yawn. It was so boring. But to help you decide whether or not you should stream it or not, because I forgot until I saw Army Hammer <laughs> that Army Hammer is in this fucker. <laughs> yep. So look up Army Hammer, and then poof, there you go. But anyway, that's Death on the Nile. You can stream it if you've got a subscription to HBO. Or HBO Max, rather. Yeah, HBO Max. So the next one I have is a Korean comedy that I found on Netflix. Actually, no, Dwight found this and made me watch it. And I was like, why did I never see this one on my list? It's called The Sound of Your Heart. And I believe I texted you, told you to watch it. And I I did. I actually watched the first episode of this. Yeah, and this thing is fucking hysterical. And it gets it gets crazier even as you go on. This it's based on a webtoon by the same name, and it's about a guy, um, Joe Sook. He wants to be a webtoon artist, and he lives with his parents, and he's his older brothers there too. And the the comics he's writing and bringing to the webtoon people to publish it, the publishers, they're like. They keep like harassing him and making fun of it and thinking, you're never going to do this, kid. Just just go away. And I think finally the the guy says, you know what would be funnier? Your diary would be funnier. 
So he starts writing his webtoons based on the weird-ass shit his family does. And then it takes off. Because they do a lot of weird-ass funny shit that's it's total sitcom craziness. And yeah, a lot of the that. sitcom misunderstanding that, you know, I'm saying one thing and you're thinking that you're talking about another thing. And then it's all like such a misunderstanding and it's just stupid goofy. And it, I, my face hurt from laughing so hard, which the point of this is you don't have to be Korean to understand the humor. I think there's only one episode that I was a little bit lost, but then I caught on that the joke they were making was based on some one of those reality shows. It's like a singer reality show, and they had the actual performers in the episode. Mm. But since I don't know who they are, I was like... Uh, I had to assume stuff until I looked it up, but that's, there was only that one episode so far that I caught that wasn't quite just goofy shit that anybody could understand. I, I, you know what? I, I I thought it was cute. I thought it was charming and really funny. And how you get from point A to point B is wacky. (laughs) It's, and it's no wackier than a lot of the shit that we see here in America or on British TV. Right. As a matter of fact, a lot of this episode reminded me of something that Faulty Towers would do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Or Monty Python, kind of. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the only thing I had to do was pay attention to the subtitles. Yeah. So, but did I find it amusing? Yes, it amused me for half an hour. Yeah. And and I and I liked it. I didn't laugh as much as you did. I recognized that it was supposed to be amusing, and yes, I was amused. I wasn't out and out laughing, but I thought, okay, funny. It's just so so silly, so goofy, so goofy. The shape of your heart. The sound of your heart. Like I said, the sound, sound of, of your, your heart. heart on Netflix. I I on... loved it. I think it's cute. It'd be a great show to start you off. Because it's not some weird conspiratorial drama, which, mm. yeah, I've come across. There's one that I've recently caught. I'll just mention it briefly because my, my summary of it made me laugh because it is, it's really ridiculous. This one's on Vicky. It's called Killer Heel. And this is all the backstabbing, plotting, scheming, and drama that happens at a home shopping network channel. Nice. <laughs> oh my god. I never thought there could possibly be so much scandal and backstabbing in home shopping. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that one. And that's it, on the Vicky channel. It's on Vicky and it's trying to be super serious, you know, Dallas meets Dynasty kind of a thing, but home shopping network. Hmm. Well, all right. And I'm sorry, my voice is turning to shit. I'm coughing a lot, too. So so. I might blow through a couple of these. I might skip one. (laughs) And save it for a better time. Oh, my God. So, people, if you're still with us in this podcast, thank Thank you. Thank you. So the next couple, I'm going to condense and do some quickie reviews here. Okay. So on HBO Max, our little friend Lucas the Spider now has his own show. He is he has now got a legitimate show on HBO Max. He started out on YouTube. 
just these little things. And the animator would have his son voice Lucas. But what was what what was really charming, especially about those early Lucases, is that I think this kid was just really learning how to speak when they did Lucas. Mm -hmm. And you can obviously tell that this Lucas is far more polished and is much more traditional kid show rather than, you know, two or three minute little vignette on YouTube mm -hmm. that probably took the one guy like four months to do one episode with his kid doing the voiceover, and those were really cute and charming. Lucas now has his whole cadre of friends, the little fly, um, just the other creatures in his world, and they just do silly adventures. It is a cute little kid show if you follow Lucas the Spider and you have kids. I found that I will never watch that show again. Not because I'm dissing the show or throwing it shade, but it has morphed from a cute two to three minute little vignette of, my God, that's really cute and awesome and I can't wait for the next little micro episode to something I would truly only watch if my kid watched it. Aww. So that's Lucas the Spider. Again, still kind of cute, just not for me right now. Tonight, when we went, I went to the movie that I saw that I will be reviewing, there was a trailer for Marcel the Shell. Did you see the little vignette uh, series on YouTube about Mich Marcel the Shell? He's a little seashell with one googly eye, and he wears little tennis shoes. And no. he's voiced by Jenny Slate. And he's just this cute little shell talking about his day, just like Lucas the Spider. But he's a little seashell. And now there's going to be a full feature film about Marcel the Shell. Ah, okay. I will look that up. Yeah. Anyway, go on to whatever a you're anyway, going to do next. So the next little mini review I have is called Is It Cake? Ah, Sam watched this. I have not yet watched it. On Netflix. It's got like six or seven episodes to it. Uh-huh. And it's legitimately a baking show featuring six brilliant, absolutely brilliant, perfectionist bakers. And they make realistic-looking cakes. And the panel has to decide, is it cake or is it the real thing? Ooh. Are these, and is the panel, like, celebrities or are they regular people? I, I think they're celebrities, but, like... Like celebrities oh, like, you've never heard of? Yeah, celebrities okay. you've never heard of. Okay. But 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 the fun of this show is seeing them actually make a cake and a piece of a cake look like a piece of fried bacon. So you see them actually making the cake. Yes, you is see them making these things. Is it before after it gets to the panel? It you, you see Okay, so imagine this show there are six of these bakers and at any given moment three are selected to go up against the panel. Okay. And they have a theme that they go for. And the panel and then they put the cake version on this this thing with other actual versions of that. So imagine a cheeseburger and fries. Mhm. Mm is this cheeseburger and fries really a cheeseburger and fries or is it cake? Uh -huh. 
and if they and if they don't select it then the baker wins something and if not they just kind of get embarrassed and go back to the other side (laughs) you know what i'll tell you what it is inventive as shit to watch people bake cakes that look like other shit right yeah it it's gorgeous it's absolutely amazing somebody made a cake look like a bag of money wow and the guy cuts through this bag of money wow it's it's crazy it's fun it's called is it cake and it's on netflix and the last little thing that i have on netflix because then i actually have a full-blown review of of one other thing i do too is trivia quest i played some of that trivia crack trivia oh it's based on a it's based on a game called trivia crack it might be not be called trivia crack no it's called trivia quest but the game was trivia crack because it's it's very much like if you had played the old um you don't know jack computer game Mm -hmm. it's very similar to that but with really childlike graphics yes and there are different categories and i played the film category of course and but there are different ones and you could do an easy level and there's a hard level so you could, when I played it, didn't give me the choice of what category. It just said the category today is, but well, it's an episode. So you choose the episode, and the episode is the. Is I didn't the see. I didn't see there was an episode. I just hit play. I didn't look at the list of episodes. Ah, okay. yes. Okay. So now the fun. whole story is that there's this evil thing, nice. and he has taken several things captive, and by answering all these questions. You earn gold to turn into keys to free these little things. So the more you questions you get right, yeah. the more you are. If you played the trivia things. crack game, the the things that have been stolen, the the characters that were stolen, they they are just the icons for the different categories. Like the history guy is a green helmet thing. Um, the globe, you know, personified world is like geography. Um, there's a popcorn, like the popcorn bowl from the movie theater is the entertainment guy. Yeah, they're each the characters of that category. If you played the game, which I think it was a phone game that you could play also through Facebook to challenge your friends and that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, it, well, it got to the point where... I would play and wait for my friend to answer and it would never notify her that she got the question that it went, went to her to play next. So oh, I gave I up. That's why I stopped playing that game. But on my Netflix, well, it's kind of fun. You know what? It is kind of fun. I blew through the easy questions. Cause oh, they yeah, were, totally. They were stupid easy. But I'll tell you what, for being the movie geeks that we are and the movie geek I profess myself to be, there were a few questions that that almost stumped me, and one that did. In the easy thing? No, in the hard. Oh, on hard. Yeah, I did one level up. It was, and that's when it gave me all sportsy kind of questions, and I was like, oh, "Fuck you!" So Dwight tried to help me answer them. Yeah, I he got. He did a little better than I did, but yeah. I got all in the entertainment one. I got all. But one question, right. I had them all answered before Dwight could even finish reading the question. <laughs> oh, and that's how your score is also ones, computed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But that is called Trivia Quest on Netflix. Yes, and that was that's a fun, fun. thing to play. Yeah, interactive thing with your remote, watching your Netflix. All right, what's the last thing you got? So today, this evening, I went to the movies at the theater because today it had its wide release at all theaters. Everything, everywhere, all at once. It stars Michelle Yeoh, the guy who was short round from the Indiana Jones movie, K-Hui Kwan. Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. James Hong is in it. And uh, Jenny Slate, who is the voice of Marcel the Shell, also has a little role. And this movie is uh, filmed and directed by Dan Kwan and Daniel Scheinert, who are known as Daniels, collectively. They are Daniels. And uh, it's uh, these guys are good at doing really original stuff. And it's not like made up on other shit. Like they also wrote in 2016, they wrote and directed Swiss Army Man that starred uh, Harry Potter as like a dead guy being hauled around. Uh, but this, this, the plot of this is Evelyn Wang, who is uh, uh, Michelle Yeoh. She runs a struggling laundromat with her husband, Waymond, who is short round, Indiana Jones. Right. And they're being audited by the IRS. And or her dad has just arrived from China. Her daughter, Joy, is college age and all that. Like, I don't have time for you, Mom. I, I've got my girlfriend, Becky, and... You know, can I bring my girlfriend Becky to this party we're having? And Well, they're at the IRS building, and suddenly her husband's personality just changes. And his body is briefly taken over by someone known as Alpha Waymond. Oh. And Alpha Waymond tries to explain to her that, that this is a multiverse, and there's some bad thing coming to take over our universe, like the whole multiverse, and we need you because we think you're the one who can defeat Jobu Chupaki, who is the big bad that's coming to take over the universe. Oh. And she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then, poof, he goes back to her regular husband. And they sit down in front of Jamie Lee Curtis, who's the IRS agent, who's like, what the fuck is going on here? How is a karaoke machine a business write-off for a laundromat? And what about your cooking classes and your other thing here and this thing here? None of, how is this related to the laundromat? Well, shit starts to go weird because he gave her instructions of something to do and put like little uh, Bluetooth headsets on her ears. And he tells her, put your shoes on the wrong feet and think about being in the gender closet and then push the buttons. And like suddenly she's split now, and in one universe, she's in the janitor closet talking to Alpha Waymond. And in the other use universe, she's sitting in front of Jamie Lee Curtis talking about taxes. And this whole thing is Evelyn in the Alpha universe created this way to hook up to parallel universes. And then somehow this bad guy, Jobu Tupaki, has splintered all over the place and has become like this all-powerful being who's going to destroy the whole universe and it's just so crazy and it's so wacky and it's just 
so silly and goofy, but it's so much fun. And to see something so original and new is just the best thing ever. It is. This was so good. You got to watch this. Everything, everywhere, all at once. It, I've very poorly explained it because it's impossible to explain I, yeah, this multiverse shit. Yes, it is just crazy. So her, there's her husband in another universe is able to jump around to different universes and you could pull your skills from another universe into this one to fight things like if and what one decision you may have made in your lifetime could have sent you down a path to become a kung fu expert and so with this technology they made he could channel that kung fu experts talents to then fight off the big bad that's coming at him i love this movie i loved it okay so everything everything everywhere all at once and because it's in theaters. It's in theaters now. And yes, it's everything everywhere all at once because it's the multiverse and you now can reach everything in the uni- in the multiverse everywhere, all over the multiverse. And and the big bad can do it all at the same time. All at once. Gotcha. Everything everywhere all at once. It's crazy. It's funny. And it's got short round. Okay. I mean, come on. We all love short round. So that sort of leads into my last thing. Oh, today. does it now? Sort of, but not really. <laughs> um, Moon Knight. Oh, yes. Moon Knight. The new Marvel uh, show on Disney+. Plus. Yes, I watched a couple of episodes. It stars Oscar Isaac. Mm-hmm. And he actually works in the British Museum. And one day he goes into work and everybody's talking to him and he doesn't remember exactly what they're talking about or who these people might be, including one very attractive woman who says, we're still on, right, for the best steak in town. And he says, yeah, sure. But because he also is somewhat of a dimwit fuck-up, he gets put on inventory duty. And it's there that he starts seeing weird shit happen. And by the end of the episode, he's facing himself, talking to himself. And I've only seen one episode so far. And as I understand more wacky shit will happen. But I am completely on board with this because he's got a, a, he is two different beings at the same time. And one of them takes over his body to do stuff. And his other body deals with sort of the ramifications of it. But it's Moon Knight and i actually dig it very much i love where these marvel shows are going on disney plus but um yeah give it a shot it's like six episodes yeah so um moon knight the character it is he 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 doesn't have multiple people living in him per se he has dissociative identity disorder which many people incorrectly call schizophrenia. 
He's got multiple personalities. It's not right. different people in his body taking over. It's multiple personality disorder. Well, I will find that out then. Thanks for the spoiler. Well, it's known in the cartoon, in the comic. But is the cartoon the same as the TV show? Well, it's the same character, yes. Well, right, it's the same character. Yeah. But a lot of times Marvel does different shit with the same source material. Well, this is like the basis of this character, so yeah. Right, but yeah. I'm just going on episode one, and I'm only going to go by what I see Well, I've seen TV. at least up to episode two, and yes, it is multiple personality disorder. All right, so that's what they describe it as. Yes. All right. But anyway, did you that, like yes. it? It was okay. I, you know, I've never heard of that character at all ever. Um, so it was like not. It was brand new, and it's kind of like <laughs> until you realize what's going on, it's like what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah. So you have a lot of huh, what, huh, and yeah, it's it's okay. It was fine. I I'm still on the fence of am I done with fucking comic shit because i'm really kind of tired all this comic shit although i i do have to say that and and here is the question that i will pose to our listeners this week and yes just just email us back why don't you (laughs) i ask these questions to legitimately get answers from them he says in his extremely froggy voice log on to the watchlistpod.com click on that contact us button or engage with us on social media at symbol pirate Alice, at symbol Bill Ivory Larson, at symbol the watchlist pod. Are you done with the Marvel Cinematic Universe? And I say that not because I'm done with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I just think that they did such a masterful job of everything from Iron Man 1 through. Avengers Endgame that it's hard to pick up another massive story and I'm watching all these things now because all of those were done via movies so every year or every two years a movie would come out which would be another piece of the puzzle now you've got both movies and TV shows to have to watch and I wonder, you know, like some of them, like Falcon and Winter Soldier, yes, you're introduced to a character here and there, but where does that fit in? And, I, and I'm not necessarily lost as I'm waiting for a bigger clue to happen as to why all of this is happening. So how is Shang-Chi going to fit in with Moon Knight, going to fit in with the new Doctor Strange movie coming out, blah, blah, blah. I want to know what people think of all of this. I did see the trailer for the Doctor Strange movie this evening before my movie. The new trailer? I have no idea. It's the first one I've seen so far. Okay. So I don't know if it's new or not. I'm assuming it is because this is a wide release starting today. Yeah. So I would think it's the newest trailer. Yeah, true. But I I just want to know because I, not that I'm done with it, like I said, 
I'm in for a penny, in for a pound with these things. But I, I'm really looking for, and maybe we'll get it with Doctor Strange. Yeah. Maybe that's the movie that's the linchpin movie that will, you know, I go, oh, this is what's going on. I did see a little bit of Wanda there in that. Oh, trailer. yeah. Oh, yeah. So. She's definitely involved in this. And so she's got unresolved be. shit from WandaVision. Yep. Yep. You know, and I, I don't want to see her be the bad person. No. So I'm glad this new trailer makes her out to be very repentant for the things that she's done. Yeah. But any hoosie. But I liked Moon Knight so far. Yeah, I, I it's, yeah. it's good. It's fun. It's, so far, it's <laughs> been fun. Now, after all that, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to watch next week. Uh, well, because for time, I've cut a couple things. I've still cut some things. Okay. And to help, help maintain our 22 listenership, you've cut a couple of things? Yeah. Well... All I've got to say is I I don't know what we'll watch, but hey, I'm back at it next week. Excellent. Hopefully we in better voice. Oh my god. Yeah. Hopefully we're both a little better. Ah, uh, being sick sucks. I hate it. I hate the coughing. Yeah. And non-COVID, by the way, because I was tested. Oh, yep. We both. We, I took the home test, and I do not have COVID. I took two home tests, and I actually yep. went and I got a proper COVID test. Uh-huh. And not only did I get a proper COVID test, it, like I got a proper rapid test done and a proper send it away and get your results back in a couple of days test. Wow, you went Not COVID, just a really bastard cold. I think this bastard cold is going around because I've talked wow. to... Several other people now who all have said, yeah, that's exactly, yeah, I had that too. Uh, that's exactly how I felt, all the symptoms I had. This sucks. Which is why I only did the two home tests to make sure that I didn't script the first one. Because the first one, <laughs> I, you know, you jam the thing up your nose and my eyes water. And then I could not stop sneezing. And now I always worry that you don't leave it in there or get it long enough or properly. So that the results aren't going to be like really right because, you know, I didn't do it right. So that's why I tried again. <laughs> so that's it. That's all we've got this week. And literally, it's a whole lot. my voice is about to fall out of my throat. So everybody, take care. Please be well. We're in that silly season where we go from 60 degrees one day to 10 degrees another. So Snow, in addition rain, to COVID sunshine. shit. We've just got colds going around now. Yeah, yeah. The masks so were helping. Out there. Yeah. Well, allergy oh. season and, you know, this cold stuff. Yeah. Still wash your hands and, you know, keep in mind a mask will keep colds away too. Yeah. Although I was at the ballpark today. Yeah, there were probably 10 people I saw with masks on. Nobody at the movie theater had a mask on. But any hoosie. So that's what we got this week, people. Thanks for sticking around for X number of minutes during the program. Because <laughs> Patty's going to do her editing magic. Yeah. I don't know how. <laughs> but anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. Please be careful out there still. Yes, yeah, stay well. And be safe. Stay, yeah, stay well. Don't be us. Uh, All right. Everybody take care. 
Okay, okay bye. bye.